Listeners, welcome back to another interview at Player One on Sin. Of course, I am your executive producer, Lenny, and I'm very excited. I've got I've got another streamer. I'm chatting to folks. I've got Matt with me, aka Walkerman. How you going, Matt? I'm doing so well. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks for How having. I'm good. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Very keen to chat all things games, all things streaming. Um, I do always like to start off my interviews by, you know, giving you the chance to introduce yourself. If anyone is listening right now and hasn't come across your channel, what do you stream? What are you all about? Yeah, of course. Um, Yes, as Eleni said, my name is Walkerman. Um, I am a Twitch partner from Australia, probably by the voice, but um, I mostly stream indie horrors and I guess some mainstream horror as well. So a lot of horror games. Um, Just co-founded a stream team as well for like a little home for indie horrors as well. So we kind of do that there as well. Um, And yeah, just pretty much make a bit of full of myself as I kind of struggle through puzzles and, you know, dealing with the scares and yeah, just having having a good time really. It's the best kind of content, honestly. I I, I always (laughs) say that I I love, I love horror games. I do. I struggle to play them. So when people Mm. stream them, it's like the perfect combination. I can watch people play them and not like throw my controller anyway. So it's, I'm, I applaud you for being able to stream horror games. Honestly, we kind of just all uh, get together, hold hands and just scream at things here and there together as a group. So um, no, it's nice. It's good. Absolutely. Um, and sort of before, I guess, we get into the the nook and cranny of what you stream and, you know, what you're all about, um, I'd love to know, why did you get into streaming? How did you get into it? Where did that all sort of come from for you? Yeah, of course. Um, well, like I, I used to watch a lot of Twitch way back when. Um, I actually was a little bit obsessed with games like League of Legends and World of Warcraft, all these, all these big games that, uh, you know, have a lot of viewership, but not really any small communities or anything like that. So I kind of knew what Twitch was. Um, and I always kind of wanted to jump into it, you know, played games all my life. Um, always had that dream of, oh, I'm going to be the, a, a cool streamer or something like that. Um, and I never thought, I never had the confidence to do it. Um, obviously in lockdown, much like probably a lot of other people. Um, one day I was like, screw it, let's just do it. I went out and bought everything. And because I bought everything, I literally had no choice but to give it a shot. Um, and yeah, because I knew I, I had a couple of friends that did dabble in it. Um, and they had like maybe like 10 or so viewers and they were having fun. I'm like, yeah, that looks like fun. I'm going to give it a shot. And yeah, I just bought everything off Amazon. That exact night, I was like so impatient, so excited. I literally got my phone and put it on a stack of books and just hit go live. It was a bit of a disaster. I had audio coming through just one head, uh, one side of my headphones um, which they heard as well. Um, I think I had myself and my mum watching, and that's about it. <laughs> I love that though. I love how you went from zero to a hundred. Like the commitment that is fabulous. It's the um, only way. It's like ripping off a band-aid, really. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And um, one thing I'd love for you to talk about a bit more is how you mentioned then that, you know, one of the things holding you back from streaming was sort of a lack of confidence. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned COVID sort of, you know got you into it but uh what changed in terms of you finding that confidence to then go ahead and just go for it i think 
I, I, I guess in a social setting, I was always a bit of a, a bit of a, a meat in most cases. I wouldn't really go out of my way to, to be outgoing and loud or anything like that. But then um, when I, when I just went for it, I guess over time, and this kind of happened quickly as well, I just gained the confidence to, I guess, gradually make a fool of myself a little bit more. Um, and it, like, it was hard at first, but again, I had I don't know a few people there, a few people more, it, it kind of gradually built up and um, like doing stuff, just like listening to my VODs or like hearing me back on something was really hard for me at the start as well. I'm like, Oh, that's cringe. I can't, I can't listen to that. Or I can't listen to, I can't do a clip. I can't edit anything. Um, Cause then I have to listen to myself or something like that. But um, I don't know. I think I kind of got used to it. And then as more people started enjoying it, then that gave me confidence to do it more. Um, and then it just kind of snowboarded out of nowhere. So I really had no choice but to uh, be fine with it <laughs> at that point. Amazing. I've never related to something more than you saying that you couldn't edit because you didn't want to hear your own voice. Mm. That is something I'm still working through. So it's good to know that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel that I'll, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, in terms of your content, though, of course, you know, you'd mentioned that you love streaming horror games. Um, I'm curious, is there a particular horror that you like streaming more than others? Are there any games that maybe you haven't streamed yet that you're like, you know, on the bucket list? Mm, yeah, I actually started off never, ever touching horror, to be honest. Um, it still does terrify me in most cases. I actually started playing games like Pokemon and your little cozy games and whatnot. And just like, I don't know, lots of different like wholesome variety. I was like, well, let's just do that. And then I played a scary game and people liked it. I'm like, oh, people like this, this is cool. Um, so I kept going with that. And that's probably, I guess, where the appeal comes from because I'm legitimately terrified most of the time. Um, but no, I enjoy indie horrors the most, I'd say. Um, the ones that are kind of overlooked. So you got like your AAA horror titles, like your Resident Evils or um, yeah, Outlast and stuff like that, where I guess are generally recommended a lot. But finding those games where they're not commonly known, the developers come into your chat, they want your feedback. Um, we generally just have an awesome time just experiencing this story. And it might be like like PS1 8-bit graphics or something kind of janky. It's a really fun time and everyone enjoys it. And sometimes they add in lots of elements of like comedy in there as well amongst the horror, which is kind of unique to that as well. Um, so yeah, I think... For people like that don't necessarily touch horror, I just highly recommend jumping into those indie horrors and giving them a shot because they're—I don't know—it's like a—it's like a hidden gem, I'd say. But uh, what I'm looking forward to, there is some—I well, said indie horrors, but there is some uh, more well-known indie horrors that are coming out very, very soon. So um, games like The Mortary Assistant, which is absolutely terrifying. The demo's been out there for a while, and everyone's. Um, had a rough time with it. So I'm um, having a full game of that. I'm sure that'll take a few years off the life expectancy. Um, and then games like uh, The Quarry as well, which is like a choose your own adventure kind of horror game, which is pretty exciting. It's coming out this month, I think, a few weeks. I think it's coming out this week, actually, very soon, which is, I'm keen for that. I'm very mm, excited. It might actually. be this week. Yeah, I know it's, I know it's in June. So it'll be, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm quite excited. We we previewed the 
the game um one of uh, the play one crew and icona and we were just judging all of the the characters <laughs> face value we were just going through the list which is probably not a good thing but i hope i'm proven wrong i'm hoping that everyone i said like all of the like jocks i was like i'm not gonna mm. vibe with them so i'm hoping i'm proven wrong yeah no that's always the case like in any of those uh um like the man of medan or uh was it hero of ash no what's the other one there's another one. There's another few. Anyway, um, all those types of games, you're going through it and you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind if we got rid of them. Or, oh, I really want this person to make it through. And you're like trying to play the game to pick your favorites and get them through to the end of the line kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, there's always those characters that, you know, like they die and you're not really that sad. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> or, or, well, like you, the completionist in you wants to like get through it with everyone alive, but there's a couple characters that it's like, oh, whoops, like, yeah. oh, that's a shame. Casualties have to be made, you know? Exactly. It's very true. Um, one thing I always love asking streamers is about their community. Um, you know, the, the people who engage with you, how do you find they engage in terms of keeping a sort of positive safe space? Um, and have you found that, you know, there's been situations where maybe someone's come in and hasn't come in with the right energy and what have you done to sort of diffuse or, or combat that sort of engagement, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say our community is much of a little family as well. Um, we do kind of stream at a, I guess, a time where we do have lots of people that are, you know, um, struggling to sleep at night. We have a lot of Americans that don't sleep too well or they might be working, um, plus plus Australian crowd as well. Um, but pretty much everyone knows each other. Like we hit go live, everyone comes in, they have little conversations with themselves and I'm just, you know, trying to trying to butt in there somewhere and be like hey guys don't forget about me um but no they're having a great time and and they i think talk outside of stream as well like all the time in the discord which is really cool um so yeah we have like a and you know if someone new comes in immediately they are welcomed everyone welcomes them in um they're basically accepted unless obviously proven otherwise like they shouldn't be but um no they're just kind of welcomed in with uh, open arms and so having that inviting community i think has really helped myself or like our channel to grow as well um, as opposed to someone who might kind of grow a bit slower because we've only been going for a year year and a half now um, and we've ticked a lot of boxes in goals which I didn't even have in the beginning as well and I credit that a lot to the community we have I'd say um, but that being said because we do because we are a family and it is the same space for everyone um, as soon as that I guess that lines crossed with anyone that does come in and it does happen. Unfortunately, um, we'll obviously give them a warning let them know like, Hey, that's not okay. Um, but then after that point, it's, you know, we unfortunately do have to, if we have to remove them, we have to remove them, you know? So, um, cause it's somewhere where people will go because they want to enjoy their time. They want to have a safe space, et cetera. Yeah, I think that's a really fantastic point and so good to hear that, you know, you're you're doing everything you can to make sure that everyone's enjoying themselves because I guess yeah. it's the whole point of streaming at the end of the day. Um, that's right, yeah. Exactly. Uh, one thing you mentioned earlier, which I'd love for you to chat about more, is, you know, um, your stream team. You know, I think, you know, having spoken to other Aussie streamers, it seems like it's such a great community amongst each other and even looking at the horror genre and mm. streamers in that community. Um, do you mind sort of talking about your experience connecting with other Aussie streamers and how that's led to you having sort of like a little a little team? Yeah, of course. So um, it is like, a, it is an international team, actually. It is uh, international, but uh, yeah, it kind of focuses on, um, I guess, you have your typical teams where, you know, they might, 
I guess, have similar goals or do stuff together and kind of invite as many people as they can in and like, yep, 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 jump in the team, et cetera. Um, but we've kind of, and I made this with Lonely Shark as well, co-founded with Lonely Shark, who I think he, he interviewed earlier. Yes. Um, but we've treated it as a way where we've made a home for a lot of horror creators um, who kind of have their established community already. And we treat the team as like a badge of horror in a way is what we like to call it. So um, it's pretty much everyone in the team. We can be like, yep, um, you like your horror here. Um, you can go to anyone in the team whenever they're live and you'll have a similar experience. They have a nice safe community. Um, they're entertaining. They're, you know, basically doing what we're doing already. So yeah, we don't really, I guess, have much plans to, I can't really reveal many plans yet, but we've been, we've been talking, we've had some business you can, meetings. You can reveal plans. You can reveal plans. <laughs> any, any hot takes? No, but uh, um, we've reached out to some, like some bigger creators as well, which are, uh, which we think would fit in. So I guess it's just a matter of time whether they jump in as well. But um, yeah, we just like to say like, yep, yeah, guys, this is the the best of the biz um, as, as whoever wants to be in there um, in regards to like the indie horror and the mainstream horror as well. So if you want to find out more, go go check them out. Lovely. And and you mentioned then that, you know, you do sort of have a international audience as well as the local audience. I'm curious mm-hmm. Do you notice any differences between maybe, you know, uh, American viewers um, engage with you versus Australian viewers? Is there any sort of difference in the the way, I guess, the different cultures navigate streaming? Um, I wouldn't say there's too much difference in regards to streaming us like themselves. Um, I think with the American audience, again, a lot of them are like up at 4 a.m. or they're, they're just starting work because we've gone to, I've gone to 4 a.m., so um but yeah not not too much in regards to like the streaming itself i think the main difference is probably our argument between what's a chicken burger and a chicken sandwich that gets pretty heated and that happens about once a week but uh no in regards to the community themselves it's it's pretty it's pretty all around i guess because they're all there for a similar interest so what is the difference between a chicken burger and chicken Look, sandwich? I- <laughs> am i starting something by asking that you might be this this might be like a, a big, big heated discussion somewhere, but they believe that if it is, uh, wait, what is it? No, they believe ground meat is a burger. So your beef patties, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But if it's a whole piece of meat, it's a sandwich. But I think what we would say is if it's a, between a bun, it's a burger. If it's between bread, it's a sandwich. Yeah. Um, it gets really, it gets really heated. You, you can only start the discussion if there's more Australians in your chat than Americans. I see. I see. That's, that's strategic planning. Yeah, I think there's no, there's no letting up. <laughs> that's interesting. I'm going to have that in the back of my mind now for like the weeks to come. Don't mm. worry. Every time I see a, a burger, I'll be like, is it a burger sandwich? Interesting. Um, but you know, we've spoken about streaming. We've spoken about, you know, what you stream. Um, I guess the other big question is how did you even get into games to begin with? What were some of your first consoles? Mm. What were some of your classic games that you played back in the day? Uh, I think when I first started, I honestly, probably the first game I ever played off memory was the old Game Boy, black and white, tennis, pixelated tennis and Tetris and Snake. 
Look, I yeah, it's been a while. Um, classics, classics. <laughs> and obviously, then I went to the uh, the PlayStation One. So PlayStation One, I had an awesome time. Um, obviously, playing Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and um, all those games, I had an awesome time with. And yeah, I don't think I just I don't think I ever stopped to be honest. I moved to Xbox, playing Xbox for a little bit. Um, going through school, my friends had an Xbox, so I was like, oh, I want to play Halo as well. Got an Xbox, played Halo. Um, but no, I, I've kind of always been on the PlayStation gang a little bit. And then uh, eventually I got a computer. Um, I think when I was in like grade six or something and I got heavily addicted to, uh, to World of Warcraft. So yeah, me, <laughs> the good thing is that like starting streaming, I've only ever played MMOs or MOBA games mostly um, getting into like my teens. I'd ever only ever played online games. So every single game under the sun that I can stream is all a fresh playthrough, never to be seen before. So um, my reaction is always nice and authentic. Nothing, uh, nothing fake there. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I feel like that's such a like jump from like Crash Bandicoot to World of Warcraft. You didn't really mm. ease into it. You kind of just went, you know what, like, let's just go for it. I love that. Yeah. There was a lot of PS2. Don't get me wrong. I just don't remember it, to be honest with you um <laughs> how could every you now forget and, ps2 oh my god i think there was just so many games that my brain's just like okay because we i think we had like 100 ps2 games so every now and then i'll well i used to do you know back when i before horror um do like a little bit of like a retro day where we played we played through shrek 2 and um, we played through Hit, simpsons hit and run or simpsons road rage uh we we're going to play ps1 harry potter game um stuff like that where we played um, like the PS2 kind of era. And as I was playing, I'm like, oh yeah, I've played this. I know exactly what to do. But yeah, at the time I'm like, what did I play again? I don't remember. Probably a bit, bit of everything. Um, and also when I do try to remember about those games, I think that I played them and then I actually go back and played them. But I think my child self played the same first level about 45 times. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I beat it. It's fine. No, that's so true. And then you like progress to the next stage and you're like, what's happening right now? Like what? This like 20 year old game has more content. Like how does this happen? Mm -hmm. Like this is actually hard. Um, oh, what? Classic. Or like, I don't know about you, but yeah, any old games that I would play when I was younger that were too hard for me, then you go back and play them and you're like, what was my younger self thinking? Like, this is the easiest, <laughs> like any puzzle games. I'm like, oh, it's amazing what happens when, when you were like, evolve as a human being Grow some brain cells yeah <laughs> exactly yeah just a few not not too many don't worry there's just not a couple. lot there just yeah. a couple yeah just a couple um well yeah you mentioned sort of pc gaming which is obviously you know mm. something that i think is a contentious thing in terms of console gamers versus pc gamers um but you mentioned at the beginning of our chat um the setup that you got what sort of equipment have you got now and i guess you know i always like to ask for anyone who's listening in who maybe wants to get into streaming, what are the pieces of equipment that you think are essential? What things mm. maybe could you go without? What, what do you, what do you recommend? Yeah, of course. I honestly, I think it's completely up to what you want to do in a way. Um, I, to be completely honest, started and still am on a very, very budget setup. <laughs> I've, I've made it look okay with like the lighting and everything to, to a point where um, it doesn't look so budget, but um, yeah, nothing too fancy, nothing too fancy. Um, I started with a, with like a Logitech webcam and this is like up until recently, I got partnered with all this stuff as well. A green 
sheet from Amazon, just a, you know, a, a drape, a bit of string dra- straped it across the back. Um, lighting, lighting's key. If you ever use a green screen, lighting's a hundred percent key. Um, and yeah, just a, like a, like a cheap USB mic. And then I went, when I did my thing and got partnered with the real budget stuff. So, and even now I you know, s- still haven't really upgraded anything, but I think it really, yeah, it depends what you want to do. Everyone gets the, uh, you know, the fancy mics that go for the nice lights at the start and the, the best mic they can get and everything like that. Yep. I need four monitors and whatnot. Um, but you don't, you don't really, I definitely suggest two monitors cause you obviously want to see your chat. Um, and maybe you like what you're streaming, your OBS and stuff, as well as your game. So two monitors, um, I do highly recommend, but anything other than that, I don't think it's too vital. Um, even a camera, like if you don't want to start with a face cam, it's not essential. Um, but yeah, I think the thing you should always start doing if you want to jump in is don't necessarily worry about the peripherals or the hardware or anything like that. It's just about getting that confidence and making good content, basically. Like you're playing a game and this is what I've recently started doing. Like I never really did this till like a couple of months ago. You will look at something and like, yep, I'm playing this, but how can I make this entertaining? Like, cause everyone's playing a game, but what you need to do is like, I don't know, like play the situation or look at your surroundings and comment on the surroundings or just kind of make stuff out of that. And I think that's, what's more important than the peripherals themselves. Um, but yeah, I started with two basic lights, a green drape sheet. Well, actually a phone on a stack of books. If you count the first stream, um, a, a cheap webcam and a, and a cheap USB mic. So, As you should, honestly, I feel like every great streamer encourages the DIY jobs and that's, that's the way to go. I love that. You know, who yeah. needs expensive equipment when yeah, you can just stack some books. That's great. Yeah, I, don't, I don't recommend the book stack. <laughs> I love the book stack. I'm a big fan of the book stack. If I was to show you the clip, you'd be like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and obviously make sure the audio is going through um, <laughs> multiple um, on both ears because I'm um, looking back at that stream as well. Because And this was hard for me because I you know, struggled to watch the VODs. I'm like, oh my God, I played a whole, I did a whole stream of one and a half hours, which now is like one eighth of what I usually do. And it's going through my left ear only this is a disaster. I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Humble beginnings. Hey, we've all all got to start somewhere. Um, Obviously you love streaming horror, but I'm, I'm curious. uh, Is there a genre that you don't necessarily stream yourself, but you love watching other people play? Um, hmm. Hmm. To be fair, I do like playing. I play most things like pretty much anything under the sun. Um, I even started an alt channel so I could play things that weren't horror because you know, as I said, I started with variety. So I kind of missed just playing those cozy games or like playing your Pokemon and stuff like that as well. So I actually did start the whole channel, but um, for me, it's not necessarily the game that I like watching anymore. Like it definitely used to be when I first joined Twitch. Like, as I said, I used to watch like League of Legends or World of Warcraft or something like that. Um, and I've watched these really big people that, you know, didn't really interact with chat or anything like that as well. They just kind of, you know, chat's going a million miles an hour. They can't really read anything anyway. Um, but now it's definitely keeping an eye on, um, I don't know, hanging out with the community itself. Like we've made so many friends now on Twitch that if I was to watch anything, it's more about the person. And as I said, making things entertaining and, and making a, a fun environment as opposed to the game itself. So, um, 
yeah, pretty much any game. Although I can't, sorry for anyone who likes these games, but I have a few games I can't watch. Is that something Ooh, I should- Go for it. Here, this is, sounds like some hot tea right here. Here we go. I can't get around watching Valorant. I, I just can't do it. I can't. And I think that's one of those games that like you have to be in amongst playing it. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, it's just the same Valorant. And uh, yeah, just I guess shooter, shooter games. I can't watch shooter games. No, to to sort of defend you here or like agree with you, I'm the same. Like I enjoy shooters and stuff like that, but it's not necessarily something I want to watch other people doing. Mm. It's just it gets a bit like monotonous unless like the person playing it is like really cracked crack to the game. Yeah, yeah. In which yeah. case it's just hilarious. Um, but I guess, you know, sort of before we wrap up our chat, um, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, meeting goals, kicking, kicking goals that you didn't even really set. But, you know, mm-hmm. for the next six months, have you got any specific goals that you're working towards at the moment with your streaming, with your content? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, like I was the type of person where I grew just on Twitch. I did the same thing, go live hang out in other communities and just kind of do my thing. And if people came to me, they came to me kind of thing and just stuck with Twitch. Um, But now we have like, my goals now is to branch out basically Um, start working on editing, learn how to edit, do the YouTubes, make sure I'm on, you know, edit some TikTok stuff or um, like this, like join in a podcast, just kind of branch out and experience more, I guess, avenues of, like what extra stuff can you add to streaming as opposed to just the stream itself? Um, what can we create that can be viewed while you're not live? You know what I mean? And, and kind of get that stuff. So um, my goals at the moment is to really knuckle down on that and I guess make that entertaining so people can watch me or discover me while I'm not on online. Because I've also cut down days. I used to, like when I started, I suppose I was in a, job where I was working from home full-time because we're in um, obviously lockdowns and stuff, but I also wasn't enjoying what I was doing either. So I just spent all day watching Twitch, interacting with people every night, stream for like six hours. And that's like all I did. It was just Twitch. So you know, now last back on track, I'm like three days a week, whatever. I can't really watch during the day either because I'm working. And so it's like, what can I do other than that, that I can, um, I guess, branch out and make myself more discoverable. Lovely. And I really love that you sort of mentioned the the work-life balance because I think, you know, I speak to a lot of streamers who do have other jobs. So I think it's mm. fantastic that you, you know, highlight the fact that, you know, usually streamers have other things going on so that they need to make sure that they're looking after themselves and mental health and not getting burnt exactly. out, which is something that happens a lot, which is really unfortunate. Um, but, you know, as you said, you're wanting to branch out. Um, I'm curious, what kind of TikTok content would you want to make? I... I've made a few different stuff. So like it is mostly gaming. Um, I think for me personally, what I have thought is if you start, like obviously you can make anything under the sun. Um, but if you do gaming stuff, then people are going to want to come to your stream to watch gaming. I think for the people, you see people that may have like 1 million followers on TikTok or you know 500,000, whatever, and they don't do anything gaming related. And then they're on Twitch and they may have like 30 viewers. That's because what they like watching on TikTok isn't gaming. So what I do generally, and, and you may see me do this in a stream as well. If I, in the back of my head always is like something happens and I'm like, oh, I can make a TikTok out of this and I clip it. 
but I may also go back and just say a random sentence and I think it'd go well in a snip of a TikTok. And it can be completely unrelated to the game that I'm playing. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I can edit that into a TikTok. So, um, and that's something I've been practicing as well. So I think, yeah, mostly gaming stuff, but making it kind of comedic. So when, in, I guess, obviously jump scares are, can be popular as well, which I have put in, but the ones that have been successful um, have all been comedy. I love that. I love that idea of you like saying something funny and being like, I have to write that down. That was genius. That is fantastic. <laughs> or even like something happens and you just run with it. You run with like a little, um, little monologue of like reacting to something and then going further with it each time. Like you could just react and be like, yep, and move on. But if you try and make some like funny comments after or comment on what happened or kind of spin it into like a little story um, or you see a scenario happening and you're like, oh, something's happening right now. I'm going to start talking and meld into a story. You can get more out of it. I think my most successful one I had was, and because I did that and it was kind of a comedy horror, got to like 1.3 million or something. So it worked really well. And after that, I'm like, yep, we can do this. We can do this. Um, but yeah. Lovely. And I think that's such a great combination, you know, mixing in horror with like moments of levity. That's why I can't play horror games, but I love watching people play because then you have other people engaging with them. It kind of makes the thing a a bit more enjoyable because yeah, horror is such a great genre, but half of the time I'm throwing my controller everywhere. So it's just (laughs) not, it's not a fun time for me, but yes, it's definitely got a great community. And speaking of communities, uh, before we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to say to them to reach out any messages, anything you'd like to, to add that we haven't discussed yet? I don't, I can't think of anything we haven't discussed. Everything that I kind of thought we would touch on, we did, which is amazing. So thank you so much for that. Um, it's been a really smooth interview and I really liked it, but yeah, like regarding the community, obviously I've, I've mentioned how I fully credit them to, to any growth or anything we've had. Cause um, Hey, people come in and, if the whole community is silent and not welcoming, there's a very good chance that we might even not get to something that's entertaining and they might just leave. So um, yeah, hundred percent. Thank you for, for being around every single stream. You know, I'm five minutes from going live and then there's people in chat, just hyping it up and spamming emotes and stuff. And that makes that anxiety of like, whichever one gets of like going live just so much easier. Um, but yeah, it's like I can I know now that if for whatever reason I've had a bad day and I'm gonna go stream, it's gonna be better when I stream, no matter what. So that's that's an amazing feeling. Lovely. And for anyone listening in who is just stumbling across you now and wants to check out your content, where can they find you on social media, on Twitch? Mm. Um, I am just Walkman on Twitch and I'm on Walkman on YouTube as well and on TikTok. Lovely. Well, yes, as I said, Matt, thank you for taking the the time to chat with me. Anyone listening in who wants to check out more Player One content, um, you can check us out in the podcast realm. We're Player One on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Omni, and Spotify. We have podcast edits of our radio shows, which is live on air 8 to 11 p.m. every Monday night on sin.org.au or 90.7 FM for anyone who listens to the radio the classic old school way. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It's been an absolute pleasure. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Me too. And this is Player One signing off.